Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We're a group of friends that love talking comics and all that it entails. Uh, we're based out of Dallas, so you'll hear us talk about how these comics make up a part of our daily lives, including our local comic shop, conventions, and other forms of entertainment. Welcome. Next issue. Uh, it's just uh, Clay and Daniel for this one. We wanted to highlight uh, Birds of Prey. Uh, we both uh, saw the movie yesterday. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, we did watch it both yesterday. Not uh, together, but we did together. watch it yesterday. And so this will be a spoiler-free for now. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about. We'll give you a spoiler warning when we get into it. Right. So uh, Birds of Prey. Where are you coming from uh, on this one? Uh, long time fan, one time fan, um, no time fan. I am, uh, I am, I'm aware of the team. I don't think I've read as much Birds of Prey. I've read probably more Harley. Yeah. And I think that's what Warner Brothers is kind of counting on that you are. Yeah, this is a Harlequin movie. This isn't a Birds of Prey. Well, and I think the best thing about this movie, and the best thing about this movie, and the way that. Warner Brothers is doing things is that it feels like they're going to use Harley to introduce newer teams, like using the popularity of Harley. They're going to use her to introduce other properties like Birds of Prey. Right. Maybe later on Gotham City Sirens, stuff like that. And people will go watch it because it's a Harley movie. Like, you know, I know how you kind of feel about the Suicide Squad. Yes, I'm not a fan. But... How she did is you feel about Harley? She was the best. She right. was the best. If, But, again, they, they tried to focus too much on her. Yeah. And so you had a lot of wedged-in Joker stuff that didn't need to be there. Yeah. And, and you know, like, so I think, I hope that's kind of the case going forward. Like, I mean, poor Margot Robbie, she's going to have a, a really tough, because right now she's probably doing Suicide Squad too. Yeah. I don't know how big her role will be on that. Maybe it's a smaller role, but still, like. Oh, I doubt it. It just. Being on that, like in that white makeup all day, it's got to be tough. Yeah, I, I Harley is a, an important part of Suicide Squad, but so is Deadshot, and so is Captain Boomerang, and only Captain Boomerang's coming back. So I feel like Captain Boomerang, Harley are kind of the leads of the Suicide Squad, right. and then it's just a bunch of people who are gonna die. <laughs> and. If you do like your Suicide Squad comics, that's kind of what you get. Yeah. There's only like maybe three or four people that kind of their mainstakes of the book, and especially if you I don't have you read Tom Taylor's new Suicide Squad? No, no, but I know he loves to kill. <laughs> well, he came up. I mean, he they've been showing new character designs for months now. So, what's your favorite? Um, I don't know yet. I haven't. So I haven't read the actual number one. I have it. I just haven't read it. Yeah, a great cover. Because I like. I like Tom Taylor's story. Like, 
I always, I always want more. So I'm just like when I was reading Deceased, it was tough like getting to the end and not having the next issue already. So I'm actually saving these for. I love getting the runs. I love get getting the run. I love. <laughs> <laughs> add, add, hold on, add f- toilet flushing. Comic sound? book yeah. runs. Um, I I would rather yeah collect the uh, yeah. mini later. Yeah, but but back to the you know how that relates. Like there's so many new characters that I think in the next movie that they're gonna bring in just old characters. Maybe introduce a few new characters. The cast looks insane. Like it feels like. James Gunn called like all his friends and then whoever was available to show up in a costume is going to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, like Flula is in there and um, the guy from Saturday Night Live with Pete Davidson. Pete and, Davidson. Like, uh, Nathan, Nathan Fillion. Nathan so. Fillion is what? Arms fall off so boy? He denied that on his Instagram story. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Let's start at the top. Harley, from the comic book to the movie, what do you like? Um, I, I like the look. I think Margot Robbie looks great. Uh, and not just because it's Margot Robbie. I think they actually work really hard to make sure to get an accurate look for Harley. Like, especially if you're familiar with some of the, the more recent runs. Yeah. Uh, it's not as much of like Batman the Animated Series, but it's more like Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor series. That's my favorite take um, is they use a lot of uh, Amanda Connor, Jimmy Palmiotti stuff in this. Yeah. and. I, one of the videos, if uh, if you've listened to the show before, you know I love uh, the YouTube channel The Take, and they do a great video on Harley and why Harley in this is much better than Harley in the Suicide Squad. Just talking about like this is this is female directed, female driven. She's a producer, so it's like she's not wearing the Harley Quinn sexy clothes that she's wearing in Suicide Squad. She's just kind of being herself. But she still looks good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she's still awesome. Everyone but she's more of a fighter than she is, you know, kind of like in, in Suicide Squad where it's like, we need to have a scene where you just walk and everyone watches you. Like, that's a kind of, like, why is that a movie moment? That's not important to the story. And, and she was always capable. Like, in, even in the in the Suicide Squad movie, she was capable as a fighter slash criminal slash insane person <laughs> yeah and i mean so so this one you actually get um a better judge of her i don't know as a fighter than in well, suicide sure. squad yeah yeah for sure uh, i think that's one of the benefits of it um let's okay from from harley to i, I think one that's very far from her own character cassandra kane yeah and before that real quick this was directed by kathy ann and she doesn't have any I'm looking at the IMDb. She doesn't have anything mainstream. Like, I think this is her kind of like directorial yeah. debut for something mainstream. And it was written by Christina Hodson, who also wrote Bumblebee. Ah, which was fun. I enjoyed it. I yeah. enjoyed Bumblebee. Uh, she also she's also working on The Flash and Batgirl. Oh. So I think Warner Brothers found the writer that they like. Yeah, and it, and judging by this, I would love to see those films. Yeah, and and she definitely knows how to write women that are capable but entertaining uh and she knows how to write men that are capable entertaining and scary oh yeah Uh, if you give it to the right people yeah but let's let's talk about cassandra kane for a little bit cassandra kane in the comics is batgirl i mean that's the run i've i had of her and that's what i know her from so i she was uh she was a young I guess you'd say sidekick, but Batgirl never really was that in in the way Cassandra Kane drove, uh, drove her. Uh, didn't didn't speak. 
No, and she's currently orphan. Yeah. Who is the daughter of Lady Shiva, the deadliest woman on the planet? And you can also see her in what uh, Young Young Justice season three. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So right now she's in the what's the book called? Um, the Outsiders, Batman and the Outsiders. Right. Uh, working with Mr. Terrific. And again, I'm going to plug a friend of mine's book. Sarah uh, Sarah Coon did a book on uh, Cassandra Kane. There's a Batgirl novelization out there. Um, I'll get the full title for you. Yeah, we'll drop that in the notes if you want. And a link to it as well. Uh, Shadow of the Batgirl. So please check that out. That's for uh, a lot of young readers. So if, you, if you've got anyone who was kind of interested in the young sidekick aspect of the story, that would be a good place to start. Yeah, but um, good kid, good actor. I yeah, mean, she really was in a, she was she was interesting because she was like, you could relate, you know, throughout the story, the whole arc. It's like people kind of want to look out for her, but there's a reason why. It's not just like I mean, yeah, obviously she's a kid, and for the most part, people would worry about like kids, you know, save the kid or whatever. But yeah. but she's more than just the MacGuffin of the movie. Um, well, she's kind of she kind of grounds Harley. Yeah, you know, uh, Harley doesn't have a really good sense of herself throughout the movie, so the, these characters kind of play off her and d- drive her in different ways. Yeah, and the interesting part about that is that not only is Harley our narrator for the movie, which I would say is one of the most unreliable narrators, <laughs> most unreliable, uh, but then she also has a lot. She has a lot of diff- she gets pulled in a lot of different directions throughout the movie. So, um, from Cassandra Kane, who probably is the most not like her comic book counterpart. Yep. Um, to Montoya. Oh, I. I so Montoya is portrayed by Rosie Perez, and who is awesome. If you loved her in Pineapple Express, yeah. it's that kind of full-on action Rosie Perez. It's really that same character. Like, <laughs> so previously we'd seen Renee Montoya in the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. Um. But I like this version of her a lot. It, it it brings me a lot of Gotham Central vibes. Very. Uh, and then also just like a lot of like lethal weapon. I'm too old for this shit, but I'm still gonna do it. Exactly. Type of, like you know, so like you it's and Rosie Perez is just great. Um, the the stuff that she's in, the action scenes that she's in, like it's not like they make her a super capable. Uh, like athletic fighter, but she is a capable fighter. Like yeah. you know, she's been. She's a, just like you'd see a police officer fight. Exactly, exactly. Um, and, and and I love when she goes for weapons. What she goes for. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and if you've seen some of those character posters, you kind of know what we're talking about. Um and and, well, we'll get into it in spoilers. Yeah. Where um she goes later in her career. Oh yeah. Um, Black Canary. What were your thoughts on this? I've seen a lot of. Def- just really upset people on the internet because this black canary is not the black canary they had, not the black canary they know. I, you know, I don't understand that. And I think it's, so I have been, I'm not like the biggest black canary fan. If anything, black canary to me is kind of like, I've seen her the most in the arrow show. Right. Uh, with both Sarah and Laurel Lance and Dinah. Uh, and there's a lot, there's so many canaries. Uh, and and I think that's kind of the nice part of of that. There, you know, the different canaries, um, Dinah Drake. Um, I mean, we, in Arrow we have what Dinah Drake, Dinah Lance, um, Laura Lance. Yeah, I mean, we have all all these different ones. I kind of love that. I kind of love the canaries as a concept and yeah. not just a specific person. 
but then that's kind of hard on the hardcore fans who have been longtime fans of, um, you know, the yeah. comic book character and what she means to Green Arrow. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because the TV show is all not. I'm not saying taking Green Arrow and Black Canary and split them apart, but made them stand on their own as if they weren't two characters that were always seen as together. Yeah. I think I love seeing Katie Cassidy fail as Black Canary and succeed as Black Siren and then go, I need to be Black Canary to be the better person. I agree. No, I I I think there was a time where that was probably my least favorite character. Exactly. She was really horrible. It's like it's like in wrestling when they you got a baby face that nobody likes and then they turn him heel. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, this is the character I was looking for all along. Like I can get behind even if you're a bad guy or a flawed character. Like I can get behind that as opposed to just being like the boring, bland character. Yeah. But back to Birds of Prey, uh, uh, Black Canary. She's played by Journey Smollett Bell. Uh, first, the first thing I'll say is. If you've listened to the soundtrack, she sings uh, "Diamonds Are a, Girl, a Girl's Best Friend." Like oh, she, she does. It? She actually sings oh, that wow. song. Oh wow, that's impressive. She is very good. Like I think, if all the singing in the movie comes from her, which I also like, I like Black Canary as a singer because I don't know if you read that recent run where she le- she's like the lead singer of a band. No, no, but I know when, uh, which one you're talking which about. Which I think it's where they got a lot of inspiration for this. So whenever people say like, "Oh, this is not like the comics," maybe it's just not like the comics you read. But it's like some of the comics that are out there. Um, what what do you feel like? I mean, I want to get into spoilers with her, so I think we maybe need to hold off. Yeah, let's wanna... go over the last character. Okay. Oh, the last two characters, and then we can. Well, I guess two or three. I don't know how deep you want to go on the characters. Um, let's let's go a couple because I actually well, let's touch on uh, my favorite Huntress. Yes, okay, I that's love my favorite Huntress. too. Um, Huntress is a comic book character trapped in a movie that doesn't know it's a comic book movie without any spoilers that kind of describes huntress for sure and i love mary so she's played by mary elizabeth winston who who you'll all know as uh lisa mcclain lucy mcclain lucy oh from die hard that's yeah my favorite her my favorite um character from her is uh from 10 cloverfield lane oh because she's fantastic and like her and um also scott pilgrim oh that's right that's yeah. right yeah mm-hmm. so she's she's great she's done comic book movies. oh yeah she <laughs> she knows what it takes to and her character looks so cool and you know, then not so cool yeah, at the same time exactly that's what's so perfect about it. i mean really to me that's why huntress steals steals the show yeah for sure um before we talk uh Roman, because I think we could do an hour-long podcast on him. Yeah. Let's touch on uh, Zaz real quick. My biggest uh, surprise for Zaz was when I discovered who the actor was underneath all the makeup, which is no makeup. That's the thing is when you see him, you're just seeing Zaz as a more grounded, yeah. you know, less less comic book look. He does have the scars, it's, uh, it's but a, he doesn't. He looks like a street guy. It's a little diluted from what we got in in season one or two or of Gotham. Gotham. Now that guy. Oh, I love Soho Hank. <laughs> yeah, Soho Hank was on Gotham as yeah. Zaz the the first time I've seen Zaz played. 
Um, but Chris Messina, yeah, Chris Messina plays is from the Mindy Project, and I was like so surprised that that's who that guy was because man, he really got into that character oh, and yeah, just yeah. lost himself. And he's a good looking dude. Like I, he, I mean, he gets in, her, the, in, in the, the movie. Just, it's the just like dirtiness the biggest creep in the yeah, world. So good. But is he? Is he? I mean, him and you and McGregor almost compete for creepiness. Yeah, and I think the only reason I go with Ewan other than it's because he's got the power to back it up. Yeah, I don't know that they both look like they could go. Like I almost wanted more of them. Yeah. Because, like, I want to. I want to get into spoilers too. <laughs> I want a sitcom where it's just them in the off times yes. of like when they're not doing all this stuff. And it's an odd couple theme. Yes. <laughs> So good. Zaz is clean while Black Mask is dirty. Oh. <laughs> they live together. What are they going to do? Kill each other? Probably not, but they'll kill all their neighbors. They're going to kill all of Gotham. Oh, I just had deja vu. Like, we've had this conversation before. Um, um, you know, there's some other supporting characters in here that are not... Uh, I mean, they're worth noting. Uh, Ali Wong shows up as, like, the DA. Ellen Yi, the DA, also... Uh, former love interest of Rosie's character, uh, which, I, I I mean, I appreciate the fact that they addressed uh, Rene Montoya's uh, sexuality, but I wasn't, but then that's kind of like all it was. It, yeah, well, she, you didn't, it wasn't part of the story. It wasn't right. necessary. Which, uh, it's fine, because I think this movie knew what it was going to be. Like, this is what we're doing. This is why we're here. We're not going to, we're not going to try all these other things. Um, another guy that shows up in it that I'm a big fan of is Stephen Williams. Now, who did he play? Um, he was the he was the former partner of Rene Montoya who took oh the yeah, captain. He's okay. the captain. Yeah. Um, he uh, Twenty One Jump Street. I'm a huge fan. He was he was the captain on Twenty One Jump Street. He was Ice Cube's character in the no. TV show. Okay. Well, in the TV show, I'm just trying to get context. Kids, for it. there was a show called Twenty One Jump Street before the movies. <laughs> you know what? I guess he wasn't because in the movie Twenty One Jump Street, the TV show's canon. Yeah. So he was a different person, but he was the same role. Got it. But, Sorry, uh, Clay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I got to tell Williams. you about the old days. That's all we, <laughs> we got to have the I don't even segment. know where I would watch 21 Jump Street. Maybe on YouTube. Um, let me get you those episodes. Okay. <laughs> Just put them on there, that server that we talked about earlier. Th- there's actually a bunch of places you can watch them, and most of them are free. And even, It's probably like, on Crackle. Yeah. And I think if you go, like at Half Price Books, they have like season one for like $5 and a oh, DVD. Okay. I mean, they're real. What's a DVD? <laughs> It's a non-streaming device. Uh, oh, like a Blu-ray. Put into a machine. <laughs> like a play. Blu-ray. Got it. Um, okay, so so we've covered the heroes. We've covered the villains. Is there any? Well, we haven't talked about Roman because I want to save him for last. Because, like I said, we I, I can talk about him. I think we we yeah, need to go right. into spoilers. So let's let's go into now. We're gonna go into spoilers and talk okay, about spoiler warning. Uh, Ewan McGregor as Roman Sionis, and then kind of just like the whole story. So Ewan Have McGregor you is so movie? fun to yeah. be evil. He's so good. It's it's ridiculous how good he is. Like, he just, he shows up, first of all, all his outfits. Every yes. outfit. Like, he goes from comfortable outfit to formal outfit, like, back and forth. But it's always a suit. It's always some level of... It's always like a... a styled suit. Yeah, like, the full, like, everything matches. Um, all his art around his club and the house or what the, his penthouse or wherever he lives, it's like weird but cool you're like oh yeah this dude like 
it gives me American Psycho type of vibes. Very, very good. Uh, yeah. Which I think Christian Bell would have been cool in this role too. But oh shit! Right? Oh shit! That would have been insane. Yeah, imagine Batman. Oh man, I don't know if he would be too intense because yeah. there is a level of Ewan McGregor being evil where he just kind of is enjoying it. Yeah, and he's and a little creepy. It's like creepy slash campy. Like he tells the line very well between just kind of being like the worst person you've ever met to being like super charming and, and going up against, you know, especially strong personalities like Harley. And it's, it's a joy to watch, uh, Chris Messina and his, him, like, it's like we talked about earlier, their chemistry, uh, it's fantastic. Like, you know, as sass as his right hand man, his enforcer, like it feels like kind of like we know Ian McGregor is capable and smart, but then, He's not street smart, and right. that's what he's got sass for. Yeah. And sass is like his Dwight, where he'll protect them. <laughs> you know, like Ewan McGregor wants to go out camping and experience that that on his own. But but sass knows that he's not really capable of doing that, but he won't, he won't take he'll that He'll keep experience. an eye out yeah, for him. for sure. Don't worry. The safety's on. <laughs> oh, the safety's on now. Um, oh, that's a great, that's a great take. Um, I, that's the sitcom right there. I just wrote it. Here are my negative parts. Here, here, here's my downside to Black Mask and Zaz. We didn't get enough, and that's oh. all we're getting from I, yeah, both. I, I, I'm really bummed. I wanted, uh, I wanted more. There's a scene that really establishes. Oh, I mean, there's a couple, but there is a scene where Ewan McGregor makes a woman he thinks is laughing at him. Oh, jeez, that was uncomfortable to watch. That's the scene. That's the this is who this guy is scene. And he he makes her get on a table and dance for him and then makes her date, cut the dress off of her and dance. And that is just some dark shit. It's like Robert Robert California, like but like a it to the next level. Yeah. I I just there were so many parts I wanted to spend more time with them. I yeah. wanted I kind of wanted to know, like, their henchmen have these masks that are very cool. Like, the style of this movie is amazing. It has so many cool looks and and things that uh, that I loved that were colorful and that were dark. And the mask of the of the henchmen was great. Did you get a, a? I got a bit of a Warriors vibe. Yeah. When I was like, when especially at the scene at the amusement park. Um, well, you know, one thing I don't want to I want to make sure we we don't overlook the beginning of the movie. It's animated. Yeah. And it's like the best way to recap hey who this Harley is Harley. Is. But also it's multiple level, levels of them telling us who Harley is because she would like we would know her by cartoon like and you see the progression from like her Maybe. wearing the Yeah, well you you get to meet her as a as a young girl which we've also kind of gotten in the Harley Quinn show on on DC animated the DC animated show. Uh, we've seen, a, which I don't think I had ever explored her actual like background as a, like as a kid. Like I didn't know that her, her dad either her dad her. abandoned her or that her dad was a piece of shit. If you watch the TV show, uh, which makes sense. But then she does like, she's like, I have a PhD. I went to college. I figured shit out for a while. And then, you know, she ran into the Joker. Yeah. Um, and they found a way to get the Joker in the movie without having to pay Jared Leto. Oh, thank God. Um, because you see the Joker both there, and then there's another scene where you see a live-action Joker from behind.
right, so we're back. We have uh, Kyle has now uploaded and joined us. Now Kyle's just going. <laughs> Kyle's just going off of the wiki. You have not seen it, right? So. Right. So what do what do you? But I also have a history of reading the Birds of Prey comic book. Okay, so um, what do you think of what you've seen, the ads, and uh, it's the thing that and things I've read <clears throat> and it hasn't really been complained upon is just the fact that the Birds of Prey still seems like it's a Harley Quinn centric movie, and Harley Quinn is not a factor of Birds of Prey. Right. That's my point. That's my. Point. I have no problem with it. it should if they called it Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, been fine. But the Birds of Prey, and if they don't have Batgirl, then have Barbara Gordon. That's fine. I'm okay with that. You have. Uh, um, you have Buck and Ari, you have Huntress, but make that the focal point. Yeah, this is kind of the building of the team. Yeah, this is but I would rather, I'd rather it be those two kind of coming into, like, making an even three-way part. Have Harley Quinn's character an even part with Huntress and Buck and Ari and have them kind of form together to make this uh, Birds of Prey team. Don't have it. I mean, you can even tell from the, the trailers, everything I've read, it's very focused on Harley Quinn. Like, she is the saving point of this film. It's like, we already know that... Um, I can't even think the actress's name right now. Uh, Margot Robbie? Thank you, Margot Robbie. She <clears throat> was the main saving grace of Suicide Squad. Right. Well, I mean, to be fair, this whole movie is called Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. So they do let you know up front. Like, That's my issue. Is I know Birds of Prey. The original Birds of Prey was Barbara Gordon Oracle with Black Canary. Here's, here's what I think will be the saving grace for people that really do want a Birds of Prey movie. They can now get one because they use Harley Quinn to slingshot them into the. No, but still. Well, it, like it's, it's you, like it's like you're throwing Margot Robbie an extra biscuit. Here's some extra work because you were so fabulous in this movie. They didn't do well, so well. Well, she actually financed all this herself. Did she? She yeah. She yeah. put the money down. This is all right, this all right, is a right. DC film with no DC ties. Okay. Um, well, then I, th- then I'm picturing it as Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool because exactly this was kind of like right. I want I want a movie I want to make this movie and obviously I mean. That's why I make my argument. I want—I I don't know the facts. You guys tell me. Okay. Well, that, that's, that, that, that's why I want to hear because I want to get uh, – because, we, you know, we've been looking at some of the film returns because now that it's Sunday, people are doing weekend totals, and we're just trying to get an idea of, like, how it's doing. I, I'll tell you that. I saw – I read a report, and it, said it was coming right under the Shazam. Yeah, they're saying it's it's worse than Jonah Hex. Well, but that wasn't rated – This so this is rated R, which yeah. will definitely take that's away That's going to hurt it, yeah. Yeah, but I think I think it's word okay. of mouth because like both maybe thirty three million is what they're how talking. the hell could it be worse than worse than Jonah Hex? Well, just opening weekend. Oh, give it time. I I think this is a long term winner. This I is slow burn for sure because we were looking at Rotten Tomatoes yesterday and the audience and the critics actually agree like this is a movie at about eighty eighty five percent. Which when was the last time Rotten Tomatoes and the audience agreed on anything? Parasite. Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> hey, that's that's a pretty Academy Award tonight. Yeah, yeah, but who's watched that? Like, other than Me. people that are... Well, <laughs> people outside the podcast that love film. Asian like, cinema not that? here right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. He can I, watch. <laughs> I have watched that movie and then watched every critique of it online because I didn't understand it in the theater. It took a lot for me to really oh. wrap my mind around this everything happening. This is what I love. Happening. Joker's in the running for best film. And the yeah. Academy Awards. Yeah. And another another comic book film is in the Academy Awards. So Wars. we are recording this like the day of the Oscars. Yeah. I don't know when this will go out, but we're recording it. The, like, no, it's amazing though. Uh, so we'll be we'll be interested in that. And I'm but, actually slow speaking. That's yeah. kind of weird for me today. <laughs> <laughs> back to back to Bert. No, I like that because yeah. I I don't have to slow you down in the edit. <laughs> um, 
But back to Birds of Prey. So we, we were getting into the actual story. We talked about the... <coughs> we were comparing the characters from the movie so and the comic. And do you, th- you think you'll watch the movie? Oh, no. I'm, gonna, I'm okay. definitely going to watch it's it. It's just because it's... It, it but, is, but that was the issue I had. It was like, it's the Birds of Prey. I yeah. want the buildup of a team. I don't want somebody to be the center point and have them like, you know, and be a saving you, grace. It's just... Yeah. If you watch... I mean, if you've already read the wiki, so you know how it ends. Like, yeah. there... It, it feels like they're setting up an actual and I'm okay with that. standalone Birds of Prey movie, which would hopefully later on maybe with the with the announcement that there's a Batgirl movie out there being made at some point. Which please let uh, oh, oh, so the same writer's writing this. No, 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 it's not that. It's it's who wants to play Batgirl, and I hope she gets it. Oh, really? Who? Who? Cool. Uh, uh, yeah. Amy Pond. Oh, really? She wants Karen to play Bat- Gilliam. She wants to play Batgirl. I I did see that. I think Gail Simone was thinking about and that. And after. And watching her in uh, Jumanji films, she could so do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, After, uh, Nebula, Jumanji, give her back, if, girl. If Gail Simone gives her a blessing, because the biggest one of the biggest supporters of this movie, and this is another reason I was like, it's okay that it's not exactly like the comics because the <clears throat> writer of like, it may not maybe for some people like the biggest run of Birds of Prey is Gail Simone. Mm-hmm. Oh no, and she visited the set and she's watched the movie and she can't stop raving about it. So I'm not, I'm not saying the movie's I mean, gonna be bad. I, say, I have an issue with that. That was that's the difference between yeah. saying movies. I, I think the movie's gonna kick Suicide Squad's butt. Yeah, I, it's way better than Suicide Squad. Uh, did you did you find the nod to Suicide Squad oh, in there? For sure. Yes, <laughs> and it, it, I think a lot of the aesthetic and like some of the beats, like even the intro, like they keep that narration of introducing the characters, but it's done a little bit differently. It, it makes more sense because Harley is your narrator. So, so she, she, she would add the flair. Yeah, when she's telling the story, she forgets. Oh, I should have told you this 10 minutes ago. So then she it's backs Deadpool. up. And, it, and not Deadpool. Uh, yeah, it, it Deadpool. It, 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 it's, it's Ryan Reynolds. is. It's, it's Deadpool, but it's kind of spread out because there's a, there's a level of Huntress. And this is, this is the way oh, I... I love the cast of Huntress. That was... Oh, oh yeah. She's perfect. Oh, but Huntress is a comic book character in a Harley Quinn movie who doesn't know that she's a character in a movie. That's what's so great is she, well, she... And that's why I love... Well, okay, I still think the first Deadpool film is better than the second. Don't, I, I think two is great. But I, it's just, I agree. I it, agree with it's that. It's just like, it's like they made two to be as good as one, but there wasn't anything that made it overpeak the first one. But just when you go and see all the X-Men characters and all this stuff, you know, he, Deadpool They got talk, Brad Pitt to play an X-Force character. That's point, insane. Yeah. You've got Deadpool who's talking to the audience, but then you have the other characters who are just like, you know, Brad Pitt plays in... Uh, I forget the who. Vanisher? Oh, Vanisher, thank you, yeah. But then you have that scene where you have all the original X-Men first class going, and they close the doors in the X-Mansion. It's yeah, they, like, they, they did kind of <laughs> had that, that yeah. moment in this. I think DC's finally learning. Ever since how, and don't get me wrong, I still... Well, not, with, not with these financial returns. <laughs> well, give it time. You know, that's the thing, is DC's trying to get I think this one's going to be a slow burn, word of mouth movie. That yeah, we'll I make. think this is a lot better than the numbers are giving it. You have Aquaman, which wasn't the greatest, but still made its money back. I made a Shazam, lot of Shazam, which was fabulous in my opinion, and that's that's me being past being a Captain Marvel fan. You have the Joker, which is a standalone film, not even part of the cinematic universe. But that, that's up for an Academy Award now. You got to give it time. It's like you, know, you guys are starting to learn that like you don't have. To, you saw what Marvel was trying to do, and they had a formula. They got it done. Everybody else tried to do it. I mean, hell, uh, Warner, not Warner Brothers. Um, Universal you know, tried to do with the monster dark. films. That didn't happen. The only, only place that's been doing that well, trying to tie like their own universe, has been um, Fast Legend. and Furious. <laughs> Minus, Ride I was, or die. I, I was gonna say the Godzilla films. They've yeah. actually been building their own universe too. Yeah. So, and that's been working. 
DC, stop. You know, if you want to have the DC universe, that's fine. And I think what we're going to talk about in the next podcast with Crisis, and we've already understood, like they or the previews, depending on how I put these out. When it comes <laughs> out, we'll have talked about how because of Crisis, there is a multiverse, and the DC Cinematic Universe, or well, however it goes, is their own universe. Don't try to make it like all tied in together. Just yeah. figure out there's a universe. Let Birds of Prey be Birds of Prey. Don't try to force it. Don't try. Do you, you, know, do you want Oracle and Birds of Prey? I want. I rather. Have I want Batgirl, Girl, but I don't want. I don't want Oracle because if Karen Gillian gets to be Batgirl, I'm like, no. Well, I want her walking, kicking ass but wherever she goes. If maybe in the second or third Birds of Prey movie, something happens where she has to be Oracle for a while, not permanently, <coughs> but oh, for yeah, a while. Oh yeah, I want it to be permanent. No, just have to bring Felicity Smoke in. Yeah, bring that chip. Overwatch. That chip, that chip that made her that mad enough to implant. stand up and walk out. Oh, That's right. The oh, greatest. Let's not go there. <laughs> the, the greatest scene of all of Arrow. The greatest <laughs> medical events in modern science. Is like you could walk once you're really upset. That was your the husband. jump the shark moment for that series. Holy yes. crap! This is one of them. <laughs> one of them. Yeah, that was that was the biggest one. Um, how old is your Batgirl? What you said that your favorite uh, Batgirl casting is Karen Gillum. How old is she? Oh, she's like I want to say I'm near thirty. Okay, because yeah, yeah. I have a Batgirl casting that I'm a fan of, and she's thirty. And I go who? Uh, Jane Levy. Do y'all know her? I know the name. Uh, you would know her from the Evil Dead remake. Uh, she's also in a current. She's also on a show. I think. It's oh a, no! Um, no, I, I just I saw the I saw the uh, pilot off. Of, sorry. I saw the pilot. It's something in her her wonderful world where they're all singing. Yeah. Yeah. No. She. No. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, that could work so well too. She, she's tiny though. <laughs> she's like five two. That's the problem. Is Batgirl's yeah. not five two. Yeah. Uh, and when you put Jane well, maybe, against maybe Karen the one Gillum, that, who's yeah. six two. Yeah. You want to see a? Six, you need somebody who's. And Karen Gillan, like, she kicks ass in Jumanji and, like, she and Nebula. kicks ass I mean, she, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians. I mean, come. I know, but, we, but, but, but we've seen her do this so many times. <laughs> but so what? I mean, yeah, I know she's great, but I, I mean, guess how many, I'd like to see somebody how many, else. Yeah, but how many comic book films was Chris Evans in before he became Captain America? Very true. Fantastic Four and then The Losers. And, and Scott uh, Pilgrim. And Scott yeah, Pilgrim. my point. So and then Brandon Ralph. I mean, it's... And he finally... I think this is his best role. No. As Ray. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray, Ray Palmer. No, I was gonna say, was I, st- I still defend him as Superman and, and Superman Returns. Yeah, that he that that was not his fault. That was not his. Fault. He did the best he could. Look, Kevin Spacey's in it. We can blame him for everything. Oh, he, 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 that was not that was not Lex Luthor. What's his <laughs> name? And uh, Supergirl is a better Lex Luthor than he'll ever be. Oh my God, John, John Cryer? Cryer is so fucking good. Uh, let's save this for the crisis. Yeah, episode. I know. I know. Uh, so uh, let, let's wrap up. I think we got we should have enough close to enough for an episode. But yeah, I, I guess in what I saw at the end is. Um, like Shelby <coughs> came home and was immediately looking up all the stuff from the movie. So there's a lot of cool shit she, she dug in she there. She tweeted at me that she stopped herself from from buying the jumpsuit that Harley was wearing. Yeah, there are. Uh, so so obviously, you know, it appealed to her in a lot of ways. I just enjoyed the action. There are so many uh, cool sequences of fights that are really fun. Um, Margot but, Robbie just nails Harley. I will say this because I know. One of the characters is supposed to be based on Batgirl, and I, I um. Oh, Cassandra Cain, but it's not. I mean, it, yeah, they use her name. That's it. It's that's really. No, that's my point. Don't introduce the character well, if you're not really going to bring well, the character. To the, the way the movie ends. The way it ends. It's set up for like Hardy's got a sidekick, so yeah, she could so train. It'd be interesting. Yeah, to, but she's the daughter of Lady Shiva. Yeah, we talked about that, and it's like that, I think it'll get there. But imagine what what Harley Quinn would do with a sidekick like that. I mean. We had gang of Harleys in the book. It'd be kind of neat to see in the movie, but no, I'd rather but see Cassandra Cain being pulled into that yeah. arena. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, that's but, really like, 
<clears throat> I was a big fan of the Cassandra Cain character in the comic books. I mean, she was this person. That was my Batgirl run. Well, and here's the cool thing, too. Now that there are all these movies don't really connect to each other, we could have multiple iterations sure. of the same character. So we could see Orphan or like Cassandra uh, Cain in another movie. And granted, they may not do it so close together okay. because people will be confused. I'm going to stay quiet just because my favorites, one of my two favorite scenes from Crisis, I'm going to bring up the next, in the next podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the, the, you just brought something that, that ties that kind of, yeah. But for the action stuff, the, the sequence at the funhouse, it's worth just that. It's just worth the price of admission. It's so fucking insane. Uh, it, you, get, you get action. You get black mask in the mask. You get um, all the the minions. <coughs> when I'm that Black Mass is played by Ian McGregor, so that that right there is a, a awesome oh, casting. He's fantastic. Well, yeah, we, we 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 talked about that. A bit. And I'm gonna put this out there. One specific Disney, scene. get your head out of your butt. Let's get that Obi Wan Kenobi series. I swear to God, I will fly to California. It feels like Disney's just like, uh, no, we know what's better for you. You don't want this. You burst the Mandalorian. Then you gave us the BS that was the. Uh, the the Rise of Skywalker. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still enjoyed the film, but it had major issues. It's got a lot of issues. But give us Obi-Wan. That's the one thing I want. You can yes. check out our late, late last episode for Josh's take on all those issues, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we, so when we were doing, I did, we did an episode for the movie podcast I do for this, and one of the stunt coordinators that worked in John Wick, he's doing the stunts for this. Um, the motorcycle I, guy? I can't find his name. The motorcycle stunts in this with Huntress. She and looks so cool. Fuck, with that trench coat. And, oh, man. No, no, uh, Mary, it's Winstead, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. <laughs> it's perfect. I just prefer um, to call her Lucy McCain. McLean. I'm eating. Oh, no, no, no. Lucy, not, whoa. McC- no, McC- for me, it's, she's going to be a. Stop getting political in this podcast, Clay. No, my whole thing for her is the first place I ever realized who she was was Scott Pilgrim. Even oh, though she's yeah. in a wig, but when she's played. Oh, I didn't know it was her for a long time. I was like, oh, yeah, that is Ramona. Yeah. Ramona Flowers. Um, I do love that movie. So, yeah. The and again, again, another movie, example of a comic book movie that failed at the box office, still loved by tons of people. Yeah, for sure. screenings at the Alamo. We've gone and seen it. Um, just incredible. I, what is that? Superman. Stop going through the previous episode. Yeah. Different, <laughs> this is a different episode. John, okay, so this is comic book based. And as much as I am, I'm over uh, Frank Miller. I'm gonna say right now, Superman Year One, the it, the three part he did last year is one of my favorite comic books I've watched. Really? Yeah. What? You are you that? It, I, I think you're that alone comic. on that island. I love that comic. Wow. Not one I would pick up, but now I'll consider. I like everything in. I think he's no, okay. I don't <coughs> like that one of the. When much. he did the Dark Knight or the second Dark Knight Returns. I thought he was like, and everybody agrees with me. He, he was had, done. He was done. And then he did the three-parter. But this one, it's almost like he's going back to a prequel for what The Dark Knight Returns is going to become. But this one, it's, in my opinion, I, I, I'm not the, I'm, I will rarely ever defend Frank Miller unless I'm talking about stuff from like the 80s, like this Daredevil run or anything else. But this comic book, I really enjoyed. All right. So let, let's wrap up Birds of Prey talk before uh, Kyle takes an, another tangent. Because he's looking at the previews. Well, it's, not it's a comic book podcast. We're, you know. well, we're trying to be a little more organized now, so that it's not all over the place. Yeah, but Ooh. but we'll we'll we, try. We get twelve tangents an episode, and that's that's, right. that's cutting them in half. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> we're trying to tangent saving. Well, all I'm saying is this issue is Action Comics ten twenty two, and it's got a picture of Superman with Connor Kent. Oh Super yeah, Adult Superboy. All the stuff that and he's I'm like, doing. If he's drawing, I was like, oh my god, is this Connor coming into Superman Year One? <laughs> so. 
I guess final take because I, I like that we didn't really go into like all the story. I think that's better for people to go need, go experience it. We need it. Clay, not Clay. We Clay's here. We need Adrian and we need uh, Josh and I need to see the films. So we we can really give it. I think a full. Yeah, round. we we can revisit this. Yeah. I think either later I, on. I, I think this one's going to stick around. I think it did bad at the box office this weekend, but I think it has a long I mean, term life. It's um, up against Sonic next week, which like oh, it'll be destroyed. It'll be fine. That, I think because that's, it's a different think, audience, right? I think that's a kids movie, yeah, and this is an R-rated movie. The violence in this is John Wick level. That, if you want to see some real when she good, jumped, when she jumps onto the drivers, I looked away. I couldn't look at that, and then they showed it again later, and I was like, "God damn it!" I okay. Here, here's my PSA because I have had uh, knee problems and knee surgeries, and so my knees constantly hurt. Today it's raining, so of course my knees have hurt. Uh, just the pressure on time them. to go bionic exactly i would cut my own legs off saw style if i could get robotic legs uh same for my arms because <laughs> my shoulders are both shot do you want us to just take your brain and spine and put it into like a cyborg like like mortal combat style man. i actually want monsieur mahala to push my brain around in a cart <laughs> monsieur mahala from dc the uh the the french gorilla oh yeah. <laughs> I love to have to specify French. The French. Well, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't realize his name. That was <laughs> yeah. That was a deep. I didn't. I mean, I know who it is now that you mention it. But man, that was deep. They, they, cut. Refer, they referenced him in uh, Doom Patrol on the the, yeah, the show, do. but it's a Doom Patrol <coughs> character. It's that's what I'm saying. I'd rather see him on TV. If when we get season two of that, we'd better get the. Yeah. They cast the chief's daughter. Hey, I'm we ready. Her, yeah, but is she gonna have like grill yeah. of fate? Okay. Right. Yeah, I, I think she so. is because they did. Uh, Tangent number 12, our last one, <laughs> is the, the daughter, and I think she's in Hereditary. Is that the movie? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Wait, she's, she's not the chief's daughter in the comic books, though. Um, well, she yeah, kind of I is. forget where she comes from. She, she, they just, she, they find her. She's it's another, like an adopter. adopter no, I know, but, but she's just an outcast. Yeah. They end up, when, I think it was, not Miller, not, not Grant Morrison, but it was the previous, no, the girl... Writer was the last one they had on the. Well, I think it was Grant Morrison. Morrison was doing the run on the. On oh the yeah, because they they find her in the painting. Like, yeah. In the in the show, spoilers for the <coughs> show. Uh, um, but I I think I think the movie I think the movie deserves a sequel. Oh it, it so I think like I said I think what's gonna happen is that Birds of Prey is gonna get a sequel maybe a Harley cameo in sometime during the movie, uh, maybe Cassandra King comes back to join the team now that she's trained with Harley. Um, I, I think your next movie decides where you go with Harley because they have such a hard time going. Well, she's a villain, but not really, and, and you have to sympathize with her because Harley is a bad person in this movie. She is. She like, is. She has redeeming qualities, but she's overall, and understandably, she's going through a lot of shit because, you know, depression. <laughs> depression is a real thing. Depression, even sucks. for comic book heroes or villains or Harleys. Uh, but yeah, and. Last thing I'll say, fucking roller derby Harley. Fuck. Roller derby Harley. Oh, awesome. I want to go see a roller derby now thing. I've been. It's their fun. No, seen, I, I, I girls can kick the shit out of each other. It's kind of fun. I'm, I'm sure it won't be as violent as this R-rated movie, but I'm sure it'll be fun. You think that. You think <laughs> the, the that. The violence is so fucking fun. Like, I mean, other than the knee stuff, because there's some knee shattering that that I really multiple had, times that I had to stop because it really hurt my legs to watch. But it's so fun when you there's one guy that she fights in the oh no 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 why would you no God possible possible no. I don't think so that, no we well we said that about, you go on the internet you have, we have a possible look at Cheetah we did say that about the Joker because we didn't we have think to have okay we're gonna, okay our next episode is gonna be choices for Cheetah I'm okay with Kristen Wiig. 
Shelby. No, I'm I'm fine with that. But Shelby and I talked about this yesterday because we were like going, w- "What if she's just called like Cheetah and that's her?" No, she yeah. needs, she needs to be a, a part, like especially with the comic books. Or does she just have like? She needs to at least be able to shift into a cheetah. So and she even needs if she to can fully... Yes, she has to have the cheetah powers. So does she need to be naked like Mystique in her costume? And is she oh. always going to be like in a panther type I or think a cheetah type? She wears so clothes until she shifts and then basically she... It's magic. So like she can shift back with clothes. Remember the greatest TV show they're called Manimal? Oh, Jesus. We were talking <laughs> about this. You know they're doing an animated? They're bringing it back? God, this all episode is going to be a bitch to edit. Call this episode Tangent and play it all. <laughs> Birds of Tangent. Birds um, of there Tangent. You go. There you go. Okay. Well, that's going to be the episode. Uh, this, I, I really want to put the Crisis out one first. That's fine. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll hit but Crisis. We'll see. This will go out sometime, so don't worry. You'll, you'll enjoy it. Uh, but let us know what you thought about the movie if you've now watched it. Um, but I think overall, we agree that you should go watch it, right? I think that's Yeah, I, I, I think it's totally fun. I think it's going to have a long-lasting life yeah. after this. And the best thing is just... Seeing the DCU done a different way, full of color, but also dark. I kind of want to see. Yeah, Gotham With City was action. interesting that it was like during the daytime, but it still looked like kind of shit some, some parts. <laughs> and then some parts looked like Beverly Hills. Like, It's Gotham City. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I can't wait for Halloween when we see all the outfits of Harley and Huntress and like the Canaries and even Black Mask. Yes. Oh, I mean, his outfits, all of them on point. Everything for this. Uh, oh, you know, that's where he made his first appearance. Oh, he was a guy who basically, he's, he's already dead. He's like a, a skull with a smoking head. And he's like. The, the Phantom. Oh, the oh, doctor, yeah. doctor something, right? The one that puts Batman to sleep on that episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I want to see that brought to the screen. Like, you can actually show like an actual, skele- a really nicely animated skeleton head, but in charge. What's wrong with Skeletor? Nothing's wrong with Skeletor. No, you, you, you get. <laughs> he oh. looked amazing. Like that was the highlight of that movie. I, I have another tangent, but I'm gonna let us finish this episode. <laughs> no, real no, quick. no, let it out here. I don't want to hear it on the Crisis one. He will. Uh, <laughs> did y'all see the latest uh, Ghost Rider action figure they're putting out? Not Cosmic Ghost Rider that has statues and action figures. Now they're doing Ghost Rider uh, one uh, one, million one, th- oh, one million BC. So wait, what? Ghost Rider one thousand BC. Ghost Rider one thousand BC is uh, going to be a statue coming out that's got the original Ghost Rider on a mammoth, a flaming mammoth. Oh, from the from the from the Jason, Jason Aaron run. run. Yes, nice. and it's, and it's uh, McGinnis driven art. So. That's funny because. We ended the last episode when we went over the previews with a statue talk as well. We were talking about that Batman Mignola uh, thing that uh, Josh saw in the previews. Yeah. But uh, okay, what well, we'll have, if you've listened to or will listen to our crisis you've episode, endured this. <laughs> this is this is very Doctor Manhattan because this is all happening at once. I don't know where the episodes are going to end up. Um, um, all right, so no. we'll wrap it up. Uh, thank you for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at. Uh, oh, that's all on the thing. Never mind. You, you say it at the end anyways. Yeah. We pre-recorded that. All right, that's it. Bye. Thanks for joining us. You can find Next Issue at uh, on Twitter at Next Issue Pod, on Twitch at Next Issue, and on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast. You can find Clay on Twitter at Clay underscore Harrison, Kyle at Kylepedia, Adrian at Adrian underscore Harry, Daniel at Echo Spider and Josh at Cosmosis. Hail Bebo.